Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode. Hey, guess what? Before we get into it, you might have heard, I am drafted to the two Ramagpies as a part of the Carlton Draft. I'm going to be playing a game, dominating, kicking six, and then resetting at quarter time. For the first time in Carlton Draft history, one lucky Victorian women's community club will get the chance to draft the AFLW GOAT, Erin Phillips, to play as a wild card. How bloody good's that? If you want to enter this now to get her down to your football club, visit thecarltondraft.com.au. That's thecarltondraft.com.au. 18 plus, drink responsibly. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad break during play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play. Exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Jeez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy. Available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. Welcome back to Dylan Friends. This week on the show, Das, we have someone very cool, don't we? Who's that? Ryan John. Ryan John. Our friend across the corridor. Produce Ryan John. Produce his own. Our friend of ours, uh, absolute legend from the famous, world famous, to be honest, incredibly huge, world-renowned podcast, Tony and Ryan. Um, they work in the building with us. They obviously have an incredible business. Their, their podcast got bought by Spotify um, a couple of years ago, so they're a Spotify exclusive. But Ryan's just got one of the coolest stories, and so does Tony, actually. We're going to be getting her on the next couple of weeks too. But Ryan has been uh, in, in the industry for so long, has so many incredible lessons, and has lived just like an unbelievable life. He has, there's, there's so much to this pod. He had some stories, didn't he? He definitely did. He's come from a... Yeah, incredible background. He was adopted, which is just a story in itself. I've never really gone to depth in speaking about that process, but the way that he sort of looks at it and he talks about it was mind blowing. Like it was really, really cool to hear how he, um, you know, found out the situation. Also, went and met his dad over in London, um, which is just crazy. Like it's an unbelievable process. Very, you, very unique perspective. Yeah, on unique adoption, perspective. One hundred percent, and something that you just don't really hear a lot about, which was, which is really cool and doing awesome things for um, you know people in that space, which was really, really awesome. Uh, then obviously speaking about the podcast, how I got into that and how it's really developed. Um, you know, As a lot of guests we have on, it's always not a linear journey. There's ups and downs and took a lot of time for him to get to as big as it is now. Uh, also spoke about him living over in um, playing- Volleyball. Volleyball. I just forgot what it was. Yeah. Everything, but volleyball. Unbelievable. Yeah, freak athlete. Yeah, freak reports. athlete over in- in, uh, I think he's living in Hungary and Czechoslovakia and countries like that playing volleyball. Um, but yeah, there's just heaps of other things. What, what else was it? I just thought it was a great pod yeah. because I love hearing two podcasters. Yes. And you know, and you love yourself, listening to me every week. I love too. listening to you. But, yeah. Um, you guys had a, a great connection. It was good to listen to. Yeah, awesome. Um, that's great, mate. Well, yeah, listen to it in. Thanks so much for, for tuning in, everyone. Make sure you give it a listen. If you love it, subscribe, review. Um, it helps so much when you send on to other people or even leave a rating and, and a nice little comment. Thanks so much. Enjoy the show. Hi, fam. It's Dylan's mum, Deborah. This is Dylan Friend. It gives you-
you a back rub and says, you know, you're going well, Ryan. Oh, it's special. Get comfortable and uncomfortable. Mm. Just keep showing up and find a way. Cam was so nervous he couldn't swallow water. Carrying a sheet of paper with six names and said, Chief, we've got to cut these six blokes. Wow, shut up. I've just been barbed by Stingray, mate. I'm just yelling at him, oh, you saved my life, you saved my life, you saved my life. Thank you, thank you. I spent the last, I think it was a couple of weeks in jail. The deepest, darkest moments often bring about our biggest highs. Hey, Ryan John. Ryan John Dunn. Yes. How? Because I always call you Ryan John, and mm-hmm. that's your name. Yeah. But where's the Dunn come into it? So, fuck, straight in. So I was adopted, and my birth mother called me John, right? Right. Yeah. And so my mum and dad didn't like that. Yeah. Um, but they're like, oh, we'll give it, we'll make it his middle name just to, you know, keep it somewhere. So their last name was Dunn. They called me Ryan. Ryan John Dunn. And then, you know, do you have any teachers, uh, friends that are teachers or anything? Uh, not really. Um, Actually, I do. I do. Yeah. I so do. every teacher has like first name, middle name on Facebook. So the teachers, yeah. so the students can't <laughs> yeah, find yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I started doing like a bit of media stuff, I was also an accountant. And I was like, would you trust a guy doing your taxes if you Googled him and he's like wearing a dress dancing down the street? Are you kidding? I did not know you were an accountant. Yeah, yeah. So I was doing the, and I was was doing this thing at Fox FM, like this stunt, like, so I was trying to do radio and stuff on the weekends and the street team. And they're like, oh, it was this challenge to go do some stunt. So I was dressed as a ballerina doing like yoga in Spencer (laughs) Street Station. So I'm like, I'm doing taxes for like billionaires, right? And they're going to go, who's this young bloke doing my taxes? Google what <laughs> so i was like okay i gotta just just i'll just ditch the last name so when i do dumb shit i You're can ryan be ryan john. john yeah and then just when i'm an accountant it's ryan Dun- and that that stage it was just purely like i just don't want you know people to people, find out yeah. what i'm doing on the weekend <laughs> and then after a while you go oh am i fucking am i too far in being ryan john <laughs> it's confusing yeah and then ryan dunn is um from was in jackass yeah unfortunately yeah r.i.p so yeah. i woke up one morning and then trending on twitter was ryan john ryan dunn has died and I'm sitting there going, I didn't click that it was the jackass guy. I was just sitting there being like, <laughs> is this me? Is this the afterlife? <laughs> <laughs> is this what it's like? I didn't think in the afterlife I'd wake up in my own house and just have cereal <laughs> and in the morning. Um, and so anytime, like this was 10 years ago, I'm like, well, if anyone Googles me, wants to find any videos or whatever, they're just going to find the guy from Jackass. So for the SEO, I think Ryan John's a better. That's a great yeah. story. So it's not, yes, yeah, so someone goes, oh, are we allowed to mention your real name? And I'm like, yeah, like it's my name, but that's. That's why it's Ryan John. That's great. That's good off the top. Now, yeah. obviously, we're friends. We'll, we'll explain how that relationship. We're not friends. Can. No, we're, we are. We're, we are landlord and tenant. We're acquaintances. Dill is my landlord. <laughs> no, I, say, I, I obviously know a lot about you. Know your story. Yeah, it's an incredible one. But I want to talk about how we became friends because it's yep. only what? How long have we been working together now? We moved so for in context, six, yeah. seven months ago. Yeah. So you guys well, I moved into your. Are you getting negative gearing on our rent? No, 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 no. Okay. No. We, we're just doing it just to uh, just to help. Um, yeah. You know, service industry. Yeah, great. Um, entrepreneurial podcasters yep. as we are. And we obviously took on a lease at a place. We had a studio yep. and we we're like, fucking hell, this is expensive. big and it's expensive. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you and Tony absolutely exploded, which we'll get into the story of how yep. the Tony and Ryan podcast came about. But we're looking for a space. And now we sh- we co-share this um, yeah. awesome studio in Richmond and share the studios and it's fun. Well, Kiss, me and Tony used to work at Kiss, the radio station. And they were starting to get a bit funny about us using the studio. Mm. And then Tony lives on the same, should we say the same? Very close by here. Yeah, yeah she lives. And then, her address is. Yeah. And then I used to live just down this alleyway. And I was like, oh, well, this fuckhead who used to play footballs hired a podcast building. We could probably get a chop out there. And um, I'm glad that we can contribute. Yeah, to paying awesome. rent. No, I, I love having you guys. All jokes aside, though, we actually do love coming in here. It's good vibe. Oh, all mate, guys are chill. It is 
It is incredible. And yep. I, my favourite day is Tuesdays when, when you guys are in for when the full day. Turn up. When yeah. you turn up for the full day and yep. you've obviously got yourself, Tony and Cam, who's yep. added to the team now, who's just yep. – he's a sleeping talent at the moment. No one loves I, our I would, producer Cam more than you do. I'm a, like yeah, – if he's blue chips, to, I'm, I'm buying in because he can <laughs> he can be anything, man. He's such an he's incredibly talented person. I wouldn't want him to listen to this, but I just think he's incredible. How does the rest of your team feel that you're just always talking up our producer? Like Darcy's in the room. Are you fucking – you hate it? Yeah, see, Darcy's off. Yeah. But that's why I like it. Pump your own team up. Well, I do. I do. I tell them how good they are as well. But I think, yeah, it's good. It's just a great creative environment yep. we have here. And it's hard to not get inspired when you, like, walk in the building. Can I get people that listen to this podcast to, um, like, vote on something? Yeah, sure. In our office that we share, yes. there is a scoreboard. <laughs> and if you make everyone laugh, you get a point. Yep. And if you tell a shit joke and there's just ice in the room, you lose a point. <laughs> Is that like fucking awesome culture or is that the most toxic, fucked up thing ever? I think there's, a, I think there's, a, there's an element of both in that. Yeah. I don't know who, put, who made that up, but it's, um, yeah, it's an element of both. So everyone's got a name. It's a whiteboard. Yep. If you say something funny, you get a, yeah, like obviously a tick against your yep. name. If you don't, you get it taken off. Cam's yep. winning at the moment. He is. And I give most of them to him because he, yeah. he's hilarious. Talking about the pod, let's go back. Yep. Um, just one more thing about the office that I love yep. is where we're working at a producer yep. is Surprisingly, like I walked in here being, you know, next football thinking I was going to be the most sort of senior senior sports person in the building. Yep. Couldn't be couldn't <laughs> be wronger, wronger. Is that even a word? Couldn't in be that, more wrong. Couldn't be more wrong in that. Um, I'd say you're in the top three. Of athletes in the building. So, yeah. Number, you'd be three. Who are the other, who are the first two? Well, you'd be three. Yeah. Playing some volleyball. Yeah. For Australia. Yep. Two would have to be Cam doing some state bowling for oh, WA. Yeah. He's shit. a state, state 10 champion, pin bowler. Which is the, I didn't even realize people bowled outside of 10 year old birthday parties. Like um, we're talking literally AMP, like is it uh, a, a VMF? What was the bowling called? AMF. AMF. AMF bowling, like fully like 10 pin bowling. And Zach Kangalaris, our um, big head is the, you know, no. our big dog. Ultimate Frisbee for Australia. Are you joking? Ultimate Frisbee. Does that guy know? He travelled around Australia to play Ultimate Frisbee. That is surprising. Yeah. How do you feel to not be in the top three athletes? I'm okay with it. If those three are trumping it, I'm okay. So I go to Melbourne Uni. I'm doing an MBA very part-time and I was there yesterday and it must be the first day of undergrad mm. is back this week. So there's a bit of O-week energy and I'm walking through just trying to get to my like nerdy finance class. <laughs> And they're like, hey, bro, you want to join the Frisbee team? <laughs> you, know, you want to join this, the chess club, <laughs> like all this stuff. And I said to myself, what kind of fucking loser plays Ultimate Frisbee? And now I know. It's Zach. Zach. Works here. <laughs> Does it surprise you? Uh, it surprises me that he's athletic in any way, shape, or form. But when you said ultimate frisbee, I went, yeah, no, nah, that does feel Mate, right. He's got the Australian tracksuit and everything. We're gonna have to bring it in. Um, quickly before we get into your story of yep. uh, you know, Tony and Ryan, the yep. podcasting, the media juggernaut that you've built. Yep. Also a bit about yourself and your family. Because mm-hmm. um, at the top, you know, we obviously touched on it, but it's a really, really interesting story that we want to get yep. into. And I think it's great what you do, like just bringing awareness to that space. Talk us through your semi-professional days. I know you've got some pretty interesting <laughs> stories about go- traveling the world and playing volleyball. Well, so I when I, fin- I went to Eltham High School, which when a PE teaches into a specific sport, doesn't that just change like a, it does. a big dynamic yep. of weird stuff? So we had a, a guy who was really into volleyball, Greg Thomas. And then so suddenly anyone who's athletic, this guy's like training him. And suddenly, <laughs> I think in the Victorian under 15 team, there were six from our high school in the Victorian wow. team of 10 and we, <laughs> you've got more on the bench when you play for Victoria than when you play for your high school. There was a guy who was in the state team but couldn't get into the high school team. Like because volleyball, there's such a small pool of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of people, right? Um, so then you, you get to year 12. And I don't know if you felt like this when you're into your, getting into footy but 
I kind of got to this thing like I've actually spent so long training for this. I feel like it owes me. Like I need something back to sort of show for my time. Imagine you're putting 100 bucks into an investment every week. At some stage, you're like, well, where's the payoff, you know? Mm. And so volleyball, believe it or not, not a huge paying sport <laughs> in <laughs> Australia. Um, so you're going to like it's sort of similar to soccer. But like if you want the re- if you want to be really great, you probably need to go to Europe or yeah. South America and, and do stuff there. So I wasn't – I'm not that tall. Like you're taller than me and you're not that tall. No, right? no, I wouldn't be taller yeah. than you. Would you well, how tall are you? I'm 179. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm like six foot zero just. Yeah, okay, 183. Um. Yeah, and so I'm not that tall. I wasn't that good, but I was like, oh, I've trained really hard. I, I want to just at least get something out of this. So I looked at colleges because I wasn't – like I got a mate that plays in Italy and it's a fortune, but I wasn't that good. So, but this was like just, just like pre-YouTube, pre-streaming. And so when you're in Australia and the college goes, cool, fuck, are you good? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, state team. Yeah. Played the state and team. so imagine if you're applying, right, you just cherry pick a highlight reel, the under 18 carnival you play, pick your best 10 highlights, clip them up in a three Send minute video. Off. How good do you look? Oh, yeah. And so all my mates, we're like not that tall, but we're all a similar height. Yeah, okay. So- when I played for Victoria, there was one team, the second smallest guy was two metres tall. And then there was me at 183. And so when you watch that tape, you go, well, fuck, he's too small. But when I'm playing with my mates, I just look average. Normal. And so this one team in California goes, um, like University of uh, somewhere in like San Francisco goes, <laughs> oh, yeah, our setter, the position I played, he's just, he's fin- he's graduating. Uh, so we're looking to replace him. He's a big, tall, six foot six blocking setter. And that's what we're after. And I went, well, I'm your guy. <laughs> And then we're like paperwork, shit, Pacific, it was Pacific University, the Tigers. And then I remember being like, I'm going to fucking get there eventually. And I, I don't know what's going to happen. They think I'm six foot four. <laughs> like, um, and so then I get offered this other scholarship at Lindenwood and they knew how tall I was. And I was like, that's, it was like a lesser scholarship yeah. and a shitter team. But I was like, at least the truth. I'm probably not going to get sued yeah. <laughs> if I get over there. Um, so I go over there and like, this is in the Midwest right which is there's no tourism like there's no like no one's got that Aussie guy they like you know in California yeah, New York just, you always run like, into just America and like middle America like yeah. Trump photos right. know, and like they've never met an Australian ever and so all you need to do is just like speak so they can hear your voice and they're your fucking best friend and you're on campus with 20,000 people you're the only Australian there and so I didn't buy a drink for the whole year oh, yeah. I was over there, every single person like, oh, you want to come, you know, my my cousin's got a party. Like, you want to come with us on the weekend back to my hometown? You're like, yeah. So oh, I know this girl from blah, blah, blah. Her friends are doing a thing. You want to come? Yeah, sure. And like being an Australian, and being an athlete and Australian accent is like the craziest thing ever. I've had a few mates that have gone over to the States and like they literally say it is like the movies. Like yeah. frat parties, red cups, yep. kegs. Drinking like yeah. frat guys, it's actually a thing. Yeah, and so I was like, because you, you don't know anyone, you know, it's like you're a new kid. So you, you rock up to parties every weekend, and you like don't know a single person. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm a bit when I know people, I, I'm fine. But I'm, you know, like anyone, you go, oh, I don't really know anyone. Where do I stand? Mm. And so you just need an excuse to talk, and because as soon as they hear you, like he's on my big punk yeah. team, come in. Yeah. So I always used to go up to people and go, "Have you got a, have you got a lighter?" And I, I don't smoke, never smoked yeah. in my life. <laughs> And let's go, whoa, where are you from? Are you from London? Fuck, holy shit. And I'm like, no, no, Australia, that's fucking sick. And and literally if one person had have gone, here you go, I would have gone, oh. That's all right. I don't smoke. And they would be like, well, what the fuck? But it never, <laughs> it never happened. But um, yeah, like the the party scene there as well. And we just like wake up in the middle of like three colleges down the 
down the highway and whatever and come back. How much do you think, and this is just a question because I, yeah. I know how much it had an impact on me, but as yeah. a young person, the most advice I could ever give is like get out of your home state and go and put yourself like under pressure. 100%. Like, and you know, we're both expecting family soon. Yep. It'll be like the number one thing I reckon I, it's easy to say, but once yeah. they're at an age where they can. You want to get them out of the house. I, I reckon it's just a good thing to go, go live away for two years. Like, and I was really lucky to get forced to do that yeah. by going to Sydney. Yeah. You did it through going to the what? States and everything. It just. Even getting fun. out of your suburb. Your suburb, man. Getting out of that like heat map of just the same thing. Like, So I remember it was in Missouri. I'm like sitting there at training or whatever. And I went on, oh, fuck, this is the throwback. I think it was MySpace. And, and yeah, I was hanging out with Tom and now I was like, one of my friends, like friends of her friends at high school was said, oh, I can't believe this other girl said this thing about fucking whatever. And then the other girl said this back to, and it was something about being on the other side of the world, just going, oh, who fucking cares? Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's just like, how irrelevant could that be? Mm -hmm. Um, And, but when you're in high school, you think there's nothing else. Like every high school movie, everyone's world is, is just that? on school. Yeah. And then even watching those now, I go, you know, there's another high school down the road. And like, they yeah. don't know any of you. Literally. They don't give a shit. They've got their own problems. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's when yeah. I'm at my best is when I realize no one actually cares like what I'm doing. Yeah. And um, so with, so Tony's very like, like an anxious and a warrior and, yeah. and I'm the opposite and it freaks her the fuck out. And I think it's like, it's because of, and I, I played volleyball in Malaysia and Thailand and stuff. And some of the, like, they're not third world, but definitely not first world either. Like, some of the shit you see there and then you come home and go, oh, the line's a bit long at the doctor today. Mm. <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> like, I've met a hundred people who this would be the, the, like, best thing. This would change their town. And you're going to complain about waiting 15 minutes in line yeah. at the doctor that we don't have to pay for, the doctor that exists that went to a university. Um, I did my one of many shoulders when I was in Malaysia and they're just like, oh, yeah, we know this old guy who'll fix it and we're fucking in some village town. He's got the herbs out. I'm like, my shoulder's not in my socket. Yeah. I don't know if your herbs are going to get it done. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then, yeah, like I said, you come back and the small stuff suddenly doesn't, you go, oh, actually, this is not a, not a big deal. 100%. Yeah. Um, talk us through your interaction in Serbia. I haven't heard this, but I know it's a good one. I was never, like, good enough to be in the Australian team. Yeah. And then the World University Games are on. And I think there's also, like, randomly the Asian qualifiers for the, you know, similar to soccer, you qualify through Asia mm-hmm. to get into the World Cup. And so suddenly they go, oh, well, most of the guys who would be in the Australian um, university, they're in Asia. So it was like, what's that movie called? The Replacements with yeah. um, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I Keanu Reeves. love that movie. What's the movie? Who's the guy in it? Yeah, Replacements, Keanu Reeves. Who's Keanu Reeves? Yeah, yeah. So this ragtag team just turn up in Serbia. I'm like, sick, cool trip to Serbia. I'm playing for Australia. Two weeks ago, I had no <laughs> idea this was going to happen. Um, and we like just get pumped. Like every team smashed. Japan killed us. Um, we, we got smashed by Germany. And the coach comes in after and is looking at the stats and like goes, oh, yeah, Germany just way too efficient. And I'm like, <laughs> anyone? <laughs> That's the funniest thing ever because everyone knows the Germans are efficient. And, oh. they're, like, and, and they're just like, it's not like when you play for Australia, you don't like make jokes when you just lose yeah. in straight sets yeah. in fucking 40 minutes. I was like, yeah. okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and so... Towards the end of this tournament, you, we're not going to qualify for the next for the semifinals or whatever, and it's almost one of those like, oh, if we beat these guys, we might end up in seventh instead of ninth. And a, we, a lot of us kind of checked out a little bit to the point where 
we're in this nightclub and it's about 7 a.m. And because the, the volleyball's on TV every night, like, again, free drinks, cutting the line, all the clubs in Belgrade are like these big barges on the water. So it's sort of like, and all the rich gangsters like pull their yacht up at the back of the club and it's just like the craziest shit. And then Nick goes, we've got training in an hour. Like, you know, the eight o'clock, you know, like a... Captain's run type. Yeah, that, and maybe even like a yoga. And there was um, the basketball team there, which is funny because all the basketball guys now play in like the NBA and the NBL and we are all fat pieces of <laughs> shit. And so we teamed up with them. So we do these, yeah, like, yeah, like, like I said, captain's run, bit of a stretch, bit of yoga. And we're like, fuck, we can't even see. And like peak hour, it started in the, like it's Monday morning. We're like, oh, well, the traffic's bad. We can't just, what are we going to do? So we go up to this cop. And we're like, bro, um, can you drive us to like put the siren on? Because we're like in trouble. And he's like, you Americans? Go fuck yourself. And we're like, no, Australians. like, cool, jump in the back. <laughs> so there's five of us in the backseat of this cop car. And he just goes, oh, one second. I, got, I just got to go into the club real quick. So he walks in and pulls his gun out, like just in his hand. Because they've got like this anti-cop. It's sort of cop versus the people weird sort of thing wow. over there. Yeah. And so the, the security guards wouldn't let the cop in. So he put his hand on his gun and they're like, fucking, okay, and you go. And then he just comes out with five Heinekens and just gives them to us and goes, all right, let's go. You are <laughs> yeah. kidding. So he puts the siren on. He's driving like across parks, <laughs> all this shit. Then we pull up to this bakery and we're like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, just, and this bit of a language. Oh, one, one sec, yeah, but, but I'll be back, back. You know, we're like, okay. Um, so he walks up to the front door of the bakery and they go, oh, fuck, it's a cop. So they lock all the doors. Then the cop walks around the back. And then just we just hear a commotion, and then he then the front door unlocks, comes out, and he's like got a bunch of croissants oh and bread rolls and stuff for us, gives it to it. So then we rock up to training like with a Heineken and, and some croissants, and they're like, oh, we're still doing some stretching. I'm like, cool, got my jeans on, <laughs> just spreading out. And then yeah, so that was captain's run. Went to bed and then played against Hong Kong that night. You would have went well. I think we actually beat them. Oh wow, there yeah. you go. It's, I'm, then, I'm not surprised. Yeah. That, like I'm I, sorry, I am surprised the crew didn't take off after hearing those. That stories. was not, I knew I was. That was by then. I was. I was pretty much. Uh, we done. always do silly things where, towards the end. Where did you? Because you're. How many countries did you play? Um, two. Actually. South Africa, South Africa, yeah. and New Zealand. Yeah, right. And who yeah. do you play against when you? South Africa played against the South African team. Yeah. Um. How but, they, how they go? They're not great. Yeah. <laughs> um, they they struggled a bit, but But do that people. thing where like you're under fifteen, the Australian yeah, yeah, under fifteen plays there yeah. under seventeen. Yeah, but in it? New Zealand we actually played against the Saints. That was on a Anzac Day. That was oh, unbelievable. That's right. Mate, it was like one of the coolest things I've been lucky enough to do. It was in Wellington. Yeah, at their how big did stadium. they like like the Kiwis were like, This is sick? Yeah, I think so. Like when we were there as well, I'd never been in New Zealand, which is a beautiful country. Mm. And like there was earthquakes and stuff like happening at the you know, we're in the hotel and yep. shit and like earthquakes were like going off. It was crazy. But Oh, Very cool experience. Yeah. yeah, shit. Yeah. Do you, you play well? Always. Always. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> probably right, not. So, probably got dropped. So I ended up having, I've had three shoulder recos and I've got a fake finger and a fake hip. What was your like final kind of the thing that held you back besides your personality and talent? Ooh, yeah, besides those two things, the, the, I always said a lack of form and a lack of selection were my yeah. two sort of downfalls. <laughs> yeah. But I think for me, towards the end, my calves just kept going. Yeah. And like even now, I'm like nearly 30 and just calf tears like yeah, shit. In just once a month. If you were like, think of like you, not necessarily like specifically your best game, but just like when you were in good, you know, you've been picked a couple of times mm, in a row feeling mm. good. If you like maintain that, who's a player that's played 200 games <laughs> that, you'd, that you'd be better than? Most. Most? <laughs> no, 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 no. But do you no. see someone, like someone played in the Olympics in my position and I was like, 
I'm actually better than him. Really? Yeah. No, I don't really hold on to it as much. Um, I was just now. surprising. Yeah. I know that guy. Yeah, Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, it's right, so, but I, I think one thing that is, uh, I always say this to people is like Liam there's Shields. so many players. No, you he, better he, than he, him? Was, he was a good player. There's so many people that have played more footy than me that I was better than, and there's so many people that have played less that are better than me. So it's mm, like, yeah. it's just sometimes what it is. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Was there like one specific moment? Because there was for me, it was one specific injury that I was, it was just like, yesterday I was going to continue playing volleyball. Then I hurt my, like I shattered my finger. Oh. And it was really lame the way I did it. And I was just like, I think that's it for me. No, yeah. Mine, was there ones like a line or was it like a... My last two years, I just like literally tore my cuff every game. Like I just yep. come back, tear, come back, tear. But I had yep. like I had nine surgeries in my career and I was in the AFL Ooh. for nine years. Sorry, eight surgeries, eight years. Shit. So every year I'd had a surgery basically. Yeah. Some years two and one, you know, I'd have yeah. off. It was so- it was like, All the calves? No, no. It was like knees, ankles, Achilles, finger, shoulder, wrist. Um, yeah, shit. A couple others. Yeah. Yeah. You got an Alex scar on your shoulder here? I do, yeah. Yeah. Both. I, got, I got that one. I both, both shoulders, yeah. Um, I had to get a shoulder reconstruction on a shoulder I'd already had reconstructed. So they cut the latter J. Yeah. I, the final one was the latter, the Perth guy is mm. like the latter J king. So I went over there to get my third and final. I'm staring at the cameras with my fingers crossed. But they cut out the old scar and then just like pulled the skin across and created a new one over the top. Mm. So somewhere in a bin is my scar from the first surgery. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. With well, the latter J is an interesting surgery. It's like what a lot of the boys get now is, um, and girls, sorry, it's where they, Put the bone across the front. Across the front, yeah. so you literally can't actually do your shoulder. You just break your collarbone. Yeah, and I, when he said that one to me, I was like, "And that's what we want, right?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, like "That doesn't sound any better." Yeah. Um, well, he's like, "If you get crunched on a ta- like, if something's gonna go, it's gonna go anyway." Mm. But I was one of those ones where I like, I die for a ball and just throw my arm out of my socket. Like it wasn't like I got hit. Like it was just that that loose in the oh, end. Oh, it brings back some. Um, some uh, PTSD. Yeah. The, Do you miss training in any? No, I miss I miss training. I loved training, but I was yep. I sort of didn't really love the game day. I struggled a lot with like anxiety. I think now yeah, looking right. back, like I just can't believe I've put myself through that. Like without like asking for help. Yeah, right. It was weird. I just hated game day. Like hated just because the nerves and what? Just the nerves and yeah, just fucking hated it. But would it get to a stage? I don't know. Late in the third quarter, where you'd I was always fine th- actually when we we're playing. Yeah, but it was like quarter time, half time. Pre-game, just don't fuck it up. Yeah, oh, you I, don't go. I don't know. I still to this day don't know what it was. I I, yeah, just, right. I can't really work it out. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it's fun because I'm. I just missed like, I missed the change rooms. Yeah, I said to someone when I was in accounting, <laughs> they go, "Do you miss playing?" I was like, "Not because I yeah, you always got a sore finger or a sore hammy or mm. something." And I go, but I miss just like having teammates. Yeah, because but that's what I love about here, man. Yeah, like, well, I feel like this is why we created. This place is like at the moment it does feel like a locker room. Yeah, um, we obviously get work done. We work together, but it's just good people. I've around. never seen. I I don't. I know you do work, but I just don't see that. That's a Darcy says a lot of the time. But <laughs> I know you do shit. I just it, never see di- it. If it's, I try and explain, it's a different sort of work. It's, it's a. Di- <laughs> what is what is your sort of work? Well, it's not, that's a long podcast. We're going into this today's about you. <laughs> now, talking about you, mate. There's yeah. a lot to get through today. I think I want to talk about first. Should we go into? Your early journey with the adoption, yep. meeting your dad. The earliest of journeys. <laughs> earliest of journeys. Or do we go into the Tony Rod, Tony Ryan podcast first? Let's start. That was created. Let's start. Oh, what's more interesting? What do you reckon is more interesting? Oh, the, the, the I think the adoption stuff is incredibly okay, interesting. Fine, we'll do that then. Yeah. But I, not to say the podcast isn't interesting. Yeah, what are you trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was a product of a one-night stand. Um, this American guy finishes college. 
goes backpacking. I think he was working in a factory. Like, you know, when you're just backpacking, like, oh, you guys, two weeks work, just stacking some stuff for cash. You're like, fuck, yeah, that's another two weeks we can travel when we get to Asia. So he, like, goes to work drinks on a Friday and my birth mum, you know, is the receptionist at the warehouse or whatever. And, like, that's that. And Bit of wrestling. Yeah, and then my he finishes work, goes on to Asia and travelled for two years or whatever. And it seems weird now, but, you know, obviously back then there's no, like, oh, I'll send him a DM and be like, hey, mate, fucking, you'll never guess what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he, like, oh, yeah, what's his name? Oh, Joe, Joel, some, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, he's, but he's long, and by the time she realised she was pregnant, she was like, I think, high 20s, early 30 weeks. Like, you know, he's he's long gone and it was sort of too long for, I don't know if she had her found out straight away if she would have, like, had me. And I don't know how, you know, what the abortion thing was like in 87. Yeah. But it was like, I was sort of lucky to even get that far because, I, you know, it just wasn't the... It's what, crazy what, to think yeah. about, man, isn't it? Like, Yeah, it really is. And well, oh, this will fucking do your head in. Hello, my beautiful friends and family. Guess what? I am back. I am back. Third time lucky. My third time drafted in my life. I'll be making a return to footy as a part of the Carlton Draft, along with some big household names. Not as big as my name, but uh, some quite big names. Isaac Smith, Trent Cotchen, Matty Lloyd, Lee Montagna. Some of the all-time greats of our game, as I've just mentioned. One lucky Victorian women's community club will get the chance to draft the AFLW GOAT, Aaron Phillips, to play as a wild card. How bloody good is that? If you're a part of women's community footy and you are keen to get Aaron down, enter now at thecarltondraft.com.au. That's thecarltondraft.com.au. 18 plus, drink responsibly. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free drink play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play, exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Geez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy, available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO, now also available on Hubble. So the year I was adopted, there was a 1,000 couples in Victoria that had like done the paperwork and had been signed off. Yep. Great couple, they'd be great parents. They're approved to get a child. And then I think there was 15 babies up for adoption that year. And so every single one of those approved families is like a completely different life that I would have had. Because, you know, I go to Altham, go to Altham High. Oh, there's a high school teacher that loves volleyball. Great. So that's, I wasn't smart enough to get into university, but I got in because I went to college. And, you know, then I go to college and like radio and then here we are. But like there's a thousand different. other alternative, you know, oh, you. You've, so many different scripts that you yeah, could have done. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, my mum and dad trying for 10, 12 years or something like that. IVF a few times, didn't work. IVF, I'm assuming 35 years ago, not as good as it was now. And then so they do the adoption stuff and they go, yep, you're approved. We'll give you a call. You know, okay. There's a thousand other people waiting for this call. They get a call on a Thursday going, yeah, cool. Um, we'll drop them off tomorrow. And they just go. Yeah, cool. So I was 10 weeks old when I moved in with them. 10 weeks. Yeah, so from birth for 10 weeks, you're like in the 
like orphanage is like a funny thing to say or not yeah. like a funny thing to say but like i don't think it was as severe as like what it's you know, made a baby out to be. factory i think yeah. it's like a foster family and yeah. stuff but so mum i only just i didn't really think about it until mum told me the rest she's a teacher right all the teachers get this come in on friday and they go oh mandy's not coming in she's on maternity leave from today and you go, but she's not pre- like yeah, <laughs> I chatted to her yesterday, yeah. you know. And they go, what? And they go, yeah, the baby arrived this morning. And they're like, well, no, it didn't. <laughs> like I was literally hanging out with her yesterday, and she was not pregnant. And she starts maternity leave from today. And they're like, yep, she'll be back in twelve months. And they're like, okay, <laughs> sure. Um, she hides it well. <laughs> <laughs> she hides it well. Yeah. Um, and so I think my my birth mother, um, one of nine. Yep. And her parents. Mum had a real rough life. Her dad, drinker, bit of a shit bloke from what I read. A couple of family members, real rough, drugs, rough end of town. And she just was like, oh, she was sort of on this journey to like better herself. So she'd even, she was like in her late 20s. I assumed my whole life she must have been 16. Yeah. You know, because right. you just go, oh, yeah, you know, unexpected pregnancy. She was 28 and she was like going back to uni and she was sort of like, my family's a bit, you know, had a bit of a rough time. I'm going to be the one that like breaks away from this. I'm going to go to uni. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to cut them off. I'm going to, and then she gets pregnant. She goes, oh, fuck, this is the kind of shit that my family, you know, because it, oh, you get pregnant and I move off track and we can't afford it. And she just went, oh, I just don't want this for the child. Like I don't want to bring him into the life that I've had because it's been rough. And so she sort of wrote me this letter that was like, oh, you know, dear John, <laughs> when you're old enough to understand, like here's why I did it. And she was like, I would have loved to have, have kept you, but, I think you're a better chance with another family because my family is pretty, pretty cooked mm. was the the general gist. And I think she was really, not in a religious way, but had a really strong, like, I think everyone deserves two parents that love them and I, there's only one of me. So if you, if you get placed with a, a mother and a father, like then that's twice as many loving parents that I can give you kind of thing. Beautiful. So yeah, which is weird because Hollywood would let you think that every child is like adopt a child. It's like, fuck you. You don't love me. Like you gave me away and they, you know, I'll teach you a lesson. But then you read that and you just go, oh, like, is that not the most selfless, like amazing thing ever? And then you, I always say moved in. It doesn't quite sound right when you're 10 weeks old. But yeah. like, <laughs> you're renting. I, yeah, yeah, I um, rocked up with my some suitcase. Moved no, in. but then you, you, like, you move in with two loving parents. Like dad's real sporty, loves footy and stuff. He got me into the Hawks and whatever. He used to come watch me play footy and cricket. Mum's unreal. And then you go, oh, like how good's this? And I could have been like, I don't Who know knows? if it's as bad as she described, but I mean, obviously to make a decision like that, it was, it was pretty rough. And she just went, you're a better chance there. And then, and then that's it. When, so many questions. When did you find out? Like how old were you when you found out? So I get asked this all the time. Yeah, and it's the a answer, very generic question, isn't it? Oh, no, but like yeah. the weird thing is, is that you don't find out. It just is. Yeah, right. It's like the equivalent of me going, oh, do you remember the first time you breathed? And you go, no, I've just sort of always breathed. Yeah. And you go, oh, well, of course. And so I'm sure there must have been a particular time where it got mentioned for the first time. and I'll, But I gave this advice to, there were these two, like two men adopted a baby and they sent me a message going, oh, you know, we've adopted this beautiful baby and when did you tell her? And I was like, well, start telling her when she's a week old. She won't understand what you're saying. But then eventually it'll make sense and it won't be this shock. It'll just be like, oh, of course I'm adopted. I always have been. Yeah. <laughs> and and so it really is just, I've, you just always know and it always comes up and we never hide about it like when mum tells a really shit joke and i'm like oh 
you can tell I'm adopted. That was awful. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it just becomes a part of the like vernacular of the family and stuff. And then I don't really look like mum or dad either. And so it's always awkward when, you know, there's a new, oh, I've got dad's nose. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff. But I like never got that. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, you don't, like we're both all white and like just regular looking people, but it's, you don't look at my mum and dad and go, oh yeah, Ryan's parents. Yeah. And so then you go, oh yeah, it's because I was adopted. And they go, oh really? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. You know, with um, like when you got older and mm. obviously on your YouTube channel, which is which is awesome. I've actually yeah. held off watching it because I wanted to hear it first. Hand. Okay, right. But the that's a great a, line to yeah. get out of doing work. Yeah, it's exactly. Kind of work. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> it's a, that's, kind of that's the work that I am yeah. doing around here. Yeah. The video of you traveling to the US and actually meeting your old man. Yep. How was that, and how'd that come about? So, when I turned thirty, I did this video about on because Mother's Day is a weird one because yeah. I go, oh, I always thought that my birth mother would have put me up for adoption and then just like forgotten about it. And mm. I kind of was like, yep, and I hope that she goes and finds a, a partner and they get married and have their own family and like, you know, wish her all the best. Um, I don't want her to be like sitting around feeling guilty when she doesn't have to be. I'm having a great time. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then I spoke to a few birth mums and they're like, you never forget. No. And you, then you now that I've got a bit older, you go, oh, of course you don't. <laughs> like, uh, And so birth uh, Mother's Day is always a weird one because it's like, I wonder what she's doing. I wonder if she's, it's a weird day for her too, maybe, because she knows, you know, in the You're back of her there, mind yeah. or something, whatever. And so I kind of spoke about this and made a video just talking to the camera and being like, it's a weird day for me. I'd love to reach out to her and just say, hey, thank you for, you know, the selfless decision. But I'm also like very conscious of not wanting to like go searching for someone that might not want to be found. Like for all I know, they're married, they've got kids and maybe the husband doesn't know I exist. Maybe, the, mm. And, you know, I don't want to be like the skeleton in the closet. And I'm like, well, for all that she did for me, the least I can do is just let her go about her day. So I was sort of talking about this conundrum of wanting to say, hey, but also just respecting the the space. And a similar to what I was saying before, there's this assumption that every adoption kid's like really fucked off and like needs answers and so i post this video online and suddenly there's a hundred thousand other adopted kids being like this this is what i've been trying to explain to people because i've watched movies and i'm not a psycho yeah um and so the reason it took off was other adopted people going oh i've never really been able to put into words how it felt because everyone like i said everyone assumes i'm angry or bitter and so then the video goes a bit crazy and i mean you're going to find this out with uh when your baby comes along, when it comes to family stuff, every person on the internet would love to tell you what to do. Yep. Are you already experiencing that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of opinions. Yeah. And so people are like, mate, this is what you do. <laughs> and you're like, who the fuck are you? I'd like, maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. I don't know. Um, but lots of people said, oh, you should do an ancestry DNA test. And I went, actually, you know what? Yeah, not to find anyone, but... You know, just even know where you're from. So where, where's so, your lineage? So I've done one. Yeah, where are you from? I'm from. I, I don't know if mine was really that good because yeah. it didn't say like it said like Eastern Europe, all these bits and pieces. Yeah. But the, the main one was Scandinavian. Really? Yeah. That like, makes it was sense because like you like are a, white and scrawny. Yes, exactly. It was like a, yeah. I'm basically a Viking. Yeah. <laughs> like that was what mine came back as. Yeah. Because I've got like a little bit of red in a, bit, a fair bit of red in my beard and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So you're and, even Irish. Well, but again, when you don't know, you are kind of like, oh, well, it's if, nice to know. Yeah, that's what I mean. So like, if all I find out is, oh, yep. 26% Irish and yeah. blah, blah. I was like, oh, that'd be interesting. And so, also just, sorry, I've like, I've thought about this because I did the one where you do the, the swab. You swab your mouth, yep. you send it in, you know, get it back. And it even comes up with connections still pinging me all the time. Being yep. like, you've got this person in the US and this person in the US. 50% U of a yeah. fourth cousin. and Yeah, like, just like weird shit like that. Yeah, so I did it. Well, 
it turns out you need a fucking degree to work the back end. It's hard. Well, not not that it's like the the tech is hard, but just it's so small chances and maybes and crossovers. And then this lady who hosts the TV show in the US, which is like Find My Family or whatever, and she does these mysteries where, um, oh, this week we've got LL Cool J and we're going to find out that his great-great-uncle used to play for the fucking Dolphins back mm. in the 20s, you know, like one of these shows. She sends me a message and goes, hey, like I'm actually pretty good at the back end of Ancestry. Do Like, do you mind if you send me your password? I'll just log in and, you know, have a sniff around. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, because, again, it's so confusing. And I went, oh, I found out Amirish. That's pretty interesting. Or whatever percentage, what, yeah, Scotland, Irish, generic white places. Yep. Um, I go, yeah, sure. So she goes, cool, I'll let you know and don't hear anything. Because um, I'm like, oh, if I could, again, meet my mum or just know that she's doing well. or Because sometimes they can go, oh, yep, here's the family tree and whatever. So she messages back four months later. Like I hadn't heard from her and she goes, all right, I got some fucking fascinating news. Should we book in a time next month? I'll let you know. And I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> <Next month? laughs> so I just called her. I was like, fuck, tell me now. And she goes, yeah, no news on your mum, but um, see this photo? That's your dad, the, the backpacker. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, so his great auntie was a nurse. And when you're a nurse, you have to like do the swab DNA test as a when you get a job at a hospital, they do a little drug test or whatever. That's popped up and I've traced it back and, yep, here he is. Wow. And I looked at him and he's like bald and, I, and I've like got pretty crazy shit hair and I was like, nah, that's not right. And then she goes, and here's his two sons and one of them looks exactly the same as I do. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yep, that's how I looked five years ago. About 20, 15 kilos ago. Yeah. But, um, without a beard and 15 kilos ago, that's what I look like, Cooper. And then other brother, Cole, similarities, but like me and Cooper, fucking bang on. And, and it's I, in the US. So they're American, but then he's moved to London. He's in finance and he's moved to London. And he works for, ironically, Westpac in like the head office in London doing like the financial exchange or whatever. So I sent him a, like, so you go, she goes, oh, here's his address. Cool. So what would you do? I mean, it's hard to put yourself in the shoes, but you go. Fuck. It's, it's, I really empathise with what you were saying before around the conundrum. Yeah. Of, Well, he's married, got two kids, having, you know, from a five-minute Facebook scan, you go, yeah, yeah, he's having a good time. So I, um, I kind of say, I'll decide I'm going to write him a letter because I think that's like a, Originally, I was like, oh, should we just go over there? And you're like, what, just fucking rock up at his door? Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, nah, it's pretty full on, A. Eh? <laughs> so I was like, I'll write a letter. And I didn't use the word like dad or father. Yeah. I kind of said, um, I was born on this date, which means I would have been conceived around this time in Melbourne. And my birth mother's name is Julie. Um, apparently, you knew Julie. Uh, I've done this DNA test. Apparently, like we're a match, you know, Bit of a random coincidence. I was like, I'm actually in London in a few months. Wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you want to get a coffee or something, like, I was like, I don't want anything. I don't need an explanation. I was just, just a bit curious and just was just a bit interesting. So the letter gets sent. And I now know, having met them, that this is what happened. The It's like this little laneway in London. The postie knocks on the door. There's no one home. And the neighbor walks past and goes, oh, hey, yeah, they're out of town for the weekend. I'll take the letter. And the postie goes, yeah, whatever, cool. 
Um, and then the guy like puts it in his desk and fucking just forgets about it. And then he gets a new desk or they're cleaning out the cupboard before Chris, like just something random. And they go, and his wife goes, oh, fucking, you've got a letter for Joel next door. And he goes, oh, yeah. Fuck, forgot about that. Should we just chuck it out? It's probably old now. Oh, we may as well just leave it, leave it for him. <laughs> and that's the letter. Because then he reads the letter and and sends me an email and goes, oh, hey, Ryan, yeah, I was in Melbourne those days and fuck, pretty crazy, huh? And this was like three months later. So it was almost at that point where I'd sent the letter and gone, oh, it's yeah, it's done. Also, imagine paying extra for registered mail where they have to sign for it and then they just give it to the <laughs> neighbor. Because obviously it's a pretty important letter. So I'm at the post office being like, can I get tracking? And they're like, yep. I'm like, can I? Like, they have to sign for it because I didn't want his wife to. Yes. It's all actually fine. But I didn't know. He might have already been married. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You're kind of like, I don't want anyone else reading this letter before him. So I want it, like, signed. And then, like, yeah, it's an extra $7. And you go, yep. <laughs> and then they just fucking throw it to anyone. Um, so he messages and goes, yeah, let's do a proper. I've done research. That, like, Ancestry is, like, a bit fun. But there's an actual paternity test, blah, blah, blah. So we do that and it comes back as a as a match. Wow. And then he goes, um, fuck, because he, <laughs> this might be confusing. He didn't know, I always knew that he didn't know about me because it was just, it was what it was. Yep. He moved on pre-Instagram, pre-internet. I knew he didn't know that I existed. But he didn't know that I knew that. So he thought that I went, oh, my dad left me and ran away and he knows about me and left me, abandoned me. And so he was like, I didn't know, bro. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I haven't been part of your life. Like, he was really like, he'd felt like he'd fucked up real bad. Mm. And um, so he's like, what's mine is yours. Like, wow. tell me what you need. Come over for Christmas to London. And I was like, okay, great. And he goes, yep, I'll, I'll pay for the flights and we'll put you up. And I was like, no, 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 like, I'm not going to let you pay for anything because – I was always like, you, you, again, in movies, some kid rocks up, oh, dad's made it rich, comes with his hand out going, oh, what can I get out of this? Because it actually turns out he's done like all right for himself. And so, but I was like adamant, like, no, this isn't a shakedown. This isn't a you owe me like, yeah. we'll pay and whatever. Turns out he's done all right, so he can pay for the next one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we go over and it sort of took him a few days to like get over this like, I'm so sorry I've let you down kind of vibe. And then it was a few days later we were, and like every night in London, like we went, did something in the afternoon, go to a pub, dinner for lunch, beers till all hours. If you had have seen us the day we met in the cafe, you would have gone, oh, there's two old mates catching up. They've obviously been mates for 20 years because we're just shooting the breeze, chatting, whatever. We've got like so much in common. We've got the same scar on the shoulder. Um, we're both in finance. I was the only person that did accounting and finance in my family. So it was really weird. They're all like accountants and finance people. And you go, oh, this, like, you know, the whole nature versus nurture. Yeah. So we're like going, how fucking crazy is this? Um, so we're having a mad time. And then it was a few days later, we were like 10 beers deep. And he's like, if I had have found out that Julie was pregnant, I probably would have like, I don't know, that old school America, like tried to do the right thing and would have moved back to Melbourne and maybe got married and did whatever. And he's like, but then I would never have met my wife now and I wouldn't have... Cooper and Cole and then I'm seeing because my mum came over as well so my mum Mandy Bridget came and he goes so I'm seeing how happy you guys are I know how happy we are maybe this was like yeah. the best thing that could have happened and I was like I've been trying to tell you that for 48 hours yeah. <laughs> and he goes yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, know, I know but like but yeah <laughs> yeah and so since then 
Uh, Cole, he came and stayed with me in Perth, one of the half-brothers. Um, Cooper's getting married soon in Chicago, which I may be going to depending on when the baby's born. Me and the brothers went to Mykonos and tied one on for a month. Not a month, for a month, fuck, for a week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I've been to New Orleans and met grandpa, auntie, cousin, cousins, cousin, friends, and we did Thanksgiving in New Orleans with the family. There's probably 25 of them. Unbelievable. Yeah, and as soon as I got there, like – Hugs all around, whatever. And again, after the first hour, you would have assumed I've been the brother for 20 years because we're just like get along so well. So cool, man. It's fucking crazy. And that was from looking for my mum. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it goes without saying, so have you not been able to find your mum? No, I've met I've met her brother, random as through Ancestry again. He he messages, goes, oh, hey, like I've, I think we're a match on Ancestry. Then I Googled you and I found these videos about adoption. Like your birth mum, that's like, that's my sister. And I go, fuck, do you know where she is? And he's like, nah, I thought you might have. Fuck. And I was like, oh, nah. And he's like, yeah, oh, well. So he's looking for her as well. Wow. And I think she, because like I was saying, the family was rough and, and she just went off. Oh. She went to get away from her family. Yeah, yeah, and he was the youngest. And it's one of those, like, of the nine kids, the age gap is pretty big. And you know how there's that weird thing where the one of the older siblings ends up looking after the younger ones? Yep. So he has this like indebted, like, I just want to say thank because your mum, like my birth mum, sort of raised me. And so I just want to say thanks to her. Wow. And I was like, well, man, if you hear anything, let me know. Yeah. And we've been, you know, we send a few texts from time to time. That's unreal, man. He goes for Collingwood. So he always texts me when Collingwood beat Hawthorne, which is a bit shit. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, still, and but we're kind of close. But again, there was that like, what is it? Let sleeping dogs lie. Like if she's, ha I believe she yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure. believe she's married. Like, because birth, deaths, and marriages has a, yep, she's been married and I think she's got other kids. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. Leave it there. And I've said so much stuff on the internet. I'm like, if you've seen any of it, you could have reached out. And if you've chosen not to, then I can, like, respect that. For but sure. I've had such a good result with the dad. I'm sort of like, yeah. Because a lot of people, they message and go, oh, yeah, I, I met him and it was a bit shit and it was a bit awkward or there was a bit sad or there's a bit of resentment or regret. And I was like, oh, I've had such a good outcome with the father side. Maybe I'll just I'll just take the win there <laughs> and um you know, worry about that some other time. Speaking of family, like how does yep. that interact with what's coming up for you now? So we've been pretty uh, yeah, it was so actually are funny. You, are we, you a week ahead of me? I'm a week ahead of you, but this yeah. was actually when I say funny story, it's not funny at all. But I remember when we were chatting one day, I don't even know how it came up, but we were just talking about I think Stuff. I'd come in here in the morning and my wife, Bridget, has been in hospital for a few days. Yeah. So I'd been in hospital all night and was sort of like, you know, when you're so tired, you're sort of in a good mood because you're just like You don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I was like sort of floating around being like, I haven't slept. I don't know what the fuck's going on. And I ran into you and I was you're like, hey, man, how you doing? And I was like, oh, yeah, like good, I think. But like Bridget's in hospital. I think like, we're, we're, she's pregnant. Mm. <laughs> we're going to have a baby. And you were like, fuck. Me too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Um, and so, yeah, so you're a week ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah. But what was really interesting about that, and I think it shows from this whole experience with um, having a kid and going through the IVF so that we, you know, both had, yep. went through those processes together, is how crazy it is since me, like, even talking about it. Because I wasn't probably as good at talking about it as you might, yeah. you were with your sort of well, journey. Well, with the adoption it. thing, I got asked to, to do a thousand interviews. Yeah. And I went from, like before then I was purely doing dumb comedy breakfast radio shit. Mm. And then you go, oh, 
yeah, you kind of figure out how to talk <laughs> about heavy shit mm. a bit quicker. But yeah, it's not natural for, well, for, I was going to say for blokes, but for anyone really. Yeah, it was harder. Yeah. But then to like, for us, we've already been working together for six months. We walk yeah. past each other every day, have all of these conversations, have That's these good, laughs good, and gags. Good, good, yeah. And then all of a sudden, no, but prior to this, all of oh, a sudden yeah. we both go, we've both been going through the same thing for the last like two years. You guys are even a bit yeah. longer. And we had no idea. Yeah. So we've been trying for five or six years. Um, with with no luck, and then and you guys were the the same, right? Yeah, about two. It is weird now that like so a lot of my mates have got uh, Poppy's fourteen months old, Billy's mm. six month old, Dave's got a couple. So like a lot of friends about a year or two ahead of me, and then you start asking these questions and like, oh yeah, we went through all that. Oh yeah, yeah, we did that. And then you go, well, how were we all sitting around not talking about? Oh, you yeah. wouldn't understand, bro. Well, yeah. guess what? They all actually, yeah, they actually do. do. They actually do, do understand. Um, one of our friends has gone through IVF and has been successful, um, which is great. And so Bridget, I wouldn't say is coaching him through, but Bridget really stressful the first time. Um, didn't quite work out. It was a really uncomfortable experience. And then someone goes, oh, did you try the acupuncture? Yeah. And she goes, I didn't even know you were allowed to ask for that. And then she did and she goes, oh, this is so much more relaxed. Yeah. And then before we went in, oh, I don't want to be mean. It's not mean. The first time we did IVF, the nurse comes in and I reckon she was like me coming out of that club in Serbia. She'd come straight off the nightclub circuit. She's, yeah. But she's really enthusiastic. Like it's good if you're into that. So she comes in and goes, right, who's ready to get pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> and so when they do the insertion with the, the IVF thing, you know, like it's obviously painful or a bit uncomfortable. So sometimes they'll like ask you questions to try and distract you. Oh, what are you doing later today? Oh, we're taking the dog for a walk. Oh, you got a dog. What sort of you got? But Bridge is like, no, I, I know what you're trying to do. Yeah, but don't I do, do that. I just want to breathe through it and just it is what it is. And so the next time I went in the day before and I was like, hey, so last time the nurse, fucking so lovely, so enthusiastic, love that for her. So here's how it's going to fucking work. <laughs> we're all going to go in there. No one's going to say And anything. we're all going to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And it's going to be respectful and just let the process happen and we're going to breathe and it's going to be cool. Is that cool? And they're like, yep. And I was like, great. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it, like when it comes to, and I, you know, we're on the expected the moment. Yeah. I'm sure this would like, we wouldn't kick in further. But when it comes to like family, stuff like that, this other part of you that you didn't even know you had is already instinctually kicking in. Yeah. It's crazy. What's something that's kicked in for you? I don't know. I think it's just like when you know, it goes back to those, those natural instincts of like, I remember when Jazz was like in hospital and stuff like that and, you know everyone's doing the best they can, yep. but you just want answers and you just want things to be like the okay best. and the yep. best and everything. And you just like it's sort of scary where you can get to. And like it's not you know abusing it or anything like that, but it's just like you're you're really. Are we turning into Karen still? Yeah, we're a, you're aware. Yeah, you're What's like, the what dad like, version of a I Karen? I think they're Kevin's. Oh yeah, yeah. we're Kevin it Kevin's, up. Yeah, trundling down in our New Balance, being like, so it said on the brochure that we could get a, bar, a room with a bath. <laughs> so where's the fucking bath? When you did your like, um, let's keep this like fucking clean. Yeah, I know what you, your the sample. Yeah. yeah, did you do it in the hospital? Uh, I so we in the plate. Like yeah, that. I think I've been public with this, but the, the way we actually fell pregnant was naturally. Yeah, so we, you tried some shit. We, previous, we did right? like ten cycles of IVF. Fuck. Yeah. So then, um, there's a lot of sampling into jars at the at the um clinics so because of covid have i told you about this get to do it at home yeah and put it in your pocket they go you can't come in yeah. you got to do it at home but you've got 40 minutes from when it hits the jar to get in to get in because it, like it, it, it dies yeah yeah 
And so I go, okay. And they're like, yeah, and you got to keep it like warm. So put it in your pocket so it's on your person. So I had it like in my jacket pocket because it's like close to your heart, you know, whatever. And um, I don't have a car. Oh, no. Because I've only just bought the Skoda. Is she on the tram? I got an Uber. Oh, my God. And so the guy goes, you know, comes up on his phone. Oh, after the hospital. I'm like, yep. (laughs) And he's like, oh, is everything okay? I was like, yep. If you're an Uber driver and you go into a hospital and the guy says yes twice, I reckon that's yeah, yeah, I reckon read the, read the room and go, okay, right. I goes, so what are you doing? <laughs> and I go, oh, I just got to drop something off. <laughs> and he goes, oh, but you don't have a bag or anything. <laughs> He's really questioning you here. Yeah, so like, what you have. I was like, it's in my pocket. And he goes, oh, okay, just like a form or something. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, just yeah. a form. Show me. Yeah. <laughs> Show me. Yeah. So I get there and I don't know if you're the same, but it's like, it's obviously uncomfortable. It's because super weird. The receptionist knows you've just jerked off into a cup and got out of fucking Uber. Like yeah. she knows. Like it's just so. But they're awkward. so good about it. They, well, they make do it, it every day. Exactly. They see it all the time. But it's, it's similar. To the, they've been. They've lived overseas and they know they don't give a fuck. Exactly. You know I mean? Have you done the one though where you do it at the place? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because there's a few times where you had to don't sit on the seat. Well, I did, but it was. Did you let your skin touch the leather seat? I did. Yeah, I felt. Did you use the iPad they provided? I didn't use the iPad they provided. Imagine no. the sticky no. fingers that have touched that iPad. Yeah, it's fucking. Spooky. Imagine the sweaty. It's butts something that, that have I sat think is seat. not. A, it's not a nice thing to talk about, but it's also like when you go through it, you let have a bit of a laugh about it. Yeah. Well, I um took a photo of the seat and sent it to my friend, and then sent a photo of the same friend to him, and I was like, "This was my material." But it's just so. <laughs> it's just so weird to think how many people have been in that chair. But it, it made me think, and this is something even weirder: is when you go to a hotel room, you're you're obviously your most comfortable. Mm. But imagine sometimes when you go to a hotel, you sleep in a hotel and you go, that was the best sleep ever. Like, how good is this bed? Yep. That bed has been slept in and done so things many by so many people. people. And yep. it's a similar concept. It's like a similar thing. Do you reckon, and you don't have to answer this like with detail, but like when you're in a hotel room, you're a bit more like adventurous, like with your, with your partner. Like if you were ever going to try a new position or do something, it's probably in a hotel room. Think about how many <laughs> things have like happened in like oh, yeah. not just straight up, but like every the fucking desk. Oh, hotel rooms. Bar- yeah, everything's got something. If you and walked you, in there with like a LED light of just that, which is you'd bleed out to wear glasses. Yeah, it'd glow. Um, but then you then you picture Dill going, oh, "That was the best sleep I've ever had." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet it was. My head just resting on the desk. Um, so I get into the to drop the sample off, and I get uncomfortable. So I'm like, oh, I'll just like tell a joke just to you know break the ice. And of course, they don't fucking care, and they also have probably heard every joke, every joke. And so I go, oh hey, I'm um, I'm just here to drop off a sample. Um, where would you like me to put it? And she goes, just put the jar over there in the basket. And I went, oh. The jar? She didn't think it was very funny. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't very funny. I said, I've just got it in my yeah, pocket. Yeah, that's that's weird. Oh, she didn't like God. that. Oh, well, and every person I've told that story to has also not liked yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's maybe just a joke. I think it's, yep. I think it's a I joke. I reckon it probably yeah, is. Yeah. Let us know if you're listening. Speaking of outside, so Tony and Ryan podcast. Yep. You said before you were an accountant. I actually didn't even know you were an accountant. Yeah. How did you go from accountancy getting to into radio and then working with yourself and Tony and being one of – Probably the biggest, the biggest podcast in Australia. Is it oh, official you're the biggest podcast in Australia? I don't think so. Surely Shameless and those ones are up there. Yeah, right. But I'm talking, As you're, the, you're probably the biggest podcast in terms of- Probably produce, like, so 25% of our listeners are from Australia. So the other 75% are around the world. So I know with like a, a Life Uncut 
or a, a Shameless or whatever. Yeah. Obviously, very so way bigger in Australia, but yeah. we might end up getting more numbers everywhere. Like maybe, least, yeah. maybe not. And then obviously, AFL based ones can be really like potent within the AFL circle. But I'm guess you know I'm guessing no one, no one percent Australia. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it goes pretty well. But yeah, I was an accountant, and when I got into college in the US, like this is how fucked up education is, right? You can be really smart and you can't get into college. And they go, oh, this guy can serve at 105Ks now. Yeah, in you come, mate. And then they go, what do you want to study? But you know in Australia you like apply to the specific court. Like I got into law, I got into yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. There you just get into the college and then, and then, then they go, what do you want to do? It's pretty smart. And so it was 2006 or 2007, so it was just pre-GFC. And if you just graduated with a finance degree, every bank was just – how much do you want, mate? Mm. And you kind of just set for life. And then at that stage, I was like, I'm going to be a professional volleyballer, so it doesn't matter. But what a safe bet just to have a finance degree in my back pocket because finance is everyone's hiring, it's paying well, everyone's making a fortune. Then the GFC happened and it changed a little bit. But it was always just like this pretty safe bet backup plan. And then so I graduated and got a job in an accounting firm and I was probably pretty lucky to get into that because, I mean, this is very Melbourne specific, but... Most people in the accounting firms, it's like 45% Monash, 45% Melbourne Uni, and you can literally go down the table and go, Genazano, Xavier, Melbourne College, Scotch, you know, like it's all the good schools. And yeah. then I was like, oh, I've done pretty fucking well here to like come out of Altham High, not really get good marks, got this co- snuck in the back door. I should probably like just maybe make the most of this. Mm-hmm. And then after a few months, I was like, well, this is fucking boring. <laughs> and I was sort of like the class clown of the accounting firm. And is that the saddest line you've ever heard in your life? Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> so on the weekends, I was doing like SIN, which is the student yes. the student station. And then I was like- Trish, that's like really made famous. That's where like Hamish Nandy got Hamish their Nandy, Jack Post, yep. uh, the Barefoot Investor. Yeah, right. Strangely, really? uh, a lot of Triple J. Because if you're on like the music side, you kind of go SIN, Triple and R, Triple, Triple J. J and- and stuff like that. So Sins produced like a lot of a lot of great people. And so I did that. And then I was doing the street team at Nova, you know, the icy cold cans of Coke, driving the – I was a Casanova. I was an over Casanova. Were you really? I like on the weekends and stuff. And then it kind of got to that point where I was doing so much stuff out of work. And like we said, right back at the start, I was doing stunts for Fox FM or whatever. And then I was doing accounting during the week. And it kind of got to this moment where I actually spoke to the HR lady at the accounting firm, Pitcher Partners, and she's like, you married? And I was like, nah. She goes, got a mortgage? She's like, nah, kids, nah. She's like, is there going to be a better time in your life to just fucking go for it? Mm. And she goes, if you want to like have a crack and it doesn't work out, call me in six months. We'll like, we'll get your job back or we'll, we'll find you a slot. What a cool advice. Like, yeah. what a cool person. Well, the last thing you want is a bu- like, is some 45-year-old going, oh, I wish I had of." A- Oh, it's too late now. Oh, I've got kids. It's like if, if you're earning a hundred grand in an accounting firm and you've got three kids and a mortgage and you go, Oh, I'm actually gonna do afternoons on Mix FM in Horsham. I don't know how that's gonna go down yeah. for thirty six grand. I don't know how your family's gonna So she kinda goes, Yeah, like she goes, It's hard to probably see now, but I, I could. But you can you know how you always think, Oh, this is a really big part of my life. Like but then you go it's like some 22-year-old goes, oh, I'm too old. And you go, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so I was like, you're right. I'm 24. I've got this great backup plan. I've got a degree. I don't have any debts. I've sort of got a, you know. Blank canvas. Yeah. T- take a chance. So I did the regional. I moved to Thailand. 
Um, because they were hiring a radio station, an English language one, Phuket's Live 98.5. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, living in Phuket and doing breakfast radio is a fucking bad combination because everything about Phuket equals late nights and everything about breakfast radio is early mornings and like the crossover. I was with Calvin Harris at 4 a.m. and I was like, I'm on air in an hour and a half. I'm going to have to leave this party with you and your 56 hot as fuck backup dancers and I could cry right now. (laughs) (laughs) I actually knew that was going to be a big night. So I pre-recorded stuff the day before. And so it comes off the song and you go, oh, and it's like a a bit of an oldie station. Oh, that was uh, Phil Collins and uh, it's five past eight. Um, Joining me in the studio is um, Dylan Buckley. How you doing, Dylan? Press play yeah. oh. of the pre-recorded interview. And Dylan goes, yeah, good, thanks. And I go, oh, mate, well, thanks for coming in. How good's this? <laughs> and it's like two separate people <laughs> because the day before I was like, I'm going to record all this stuff and put it in the can. Um, so that was, I just literally said, I'm going to get the closest job to Melbourne I can get. So I just missed out on Swan Hill. I applied for Terrelgan, TRFM, didn't get it, but I did get Phuket and I was like, fuck. <laughs> 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 because you kind of like you know like just that first job just get in the industry but that, that's that's like and there's always going to be some part of the phys- uh, philosophical I can't even fucking say that word you okay mate philosophical did you get drunk with Kevin Harris last what's night? that word I'm looking philosophical for, philosophical part of me that thinks like that's an incredible moment like going yep. from a stable job you're 24 yep. you can keep going you're moving in this finance industry yep. be like no this isn't for me I yep. can do this while I can you moved fucking Phuket. I had yeah, I had this cricket. And for money that wouldn't probably be nowhere near. Are you mate? That I I deliberately said to myself, I'm not gonna ever convert it to Australian and like figure it out. Cause it was that bad. Like I'm like, I don't want to know how literal I'm being paid. Having said that, I lived on the top floor of this apartment building, had a pool, this sick balcony, and it was hundred and eight dollars a month for wow. rent. Wow. <laughs> Which was not quite half my wage. But um <laughs> uh, I had this cricket coach under 16s and he was his whole thing was like don't die trying oh sorry don't oh, no I fucked it up what's the thing I'm, what's the thing I'm trying to say no I think that's it don't die trying no no, no don't sorry don't wondering. try do- don't die wondering yeah that's it no <laughs> that's don't die trying is the exact opposite of what he was trying to say and so <laughs> stay in your job <laughs> stay, stay in, in your job, job and just yeah. don't try yeah. and die no, uh, don't die wondering yeah. and the whole thing is I didn't want to be 50 years old and go oh, I wonder what would have happened if I did try yeah the radio thing or see even in volleyball like I said I wasn't that good I'm like I didn't want to like you watch college movies when you're in your 30s and you go fuck that was fun I wish I went to college when I was young I'm like well I can so I'm gonna because I don't want to die wondering <laughs> um, so it was one of those so I went there over there for a year um, get a bit of ex- you know as much as experience in Thailand seems like a weird thing to say it's just hours on the microphone yeah. and then you know you cut together a demo and then I got a job in regional uh, New South Wales in the Hunter Valley. And then from there did a Hunter Valley, Nildura, Toowoomba, Bunbury, Canberra, Perth, and now Melbourne. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. And that so is... every job was like- Was it just a little mini progression each yeah. time? Yeah. Every, every job was, and it wasn't really about the money, but it was a, s- a little bit more money and the market size audience was a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, obviously when I started, I was like, oh, I could be on Nova tomorrow. But that would have got onto Nova and then sucked and got fired and then never went got a back chance the, again. Yeah, so it's sort of the slow burn has been for me. Whilst I didn't choose it, it uh, that was my only option. Sure, it's actually worked out well because now what Tony and I are doing, something happens and you go, oh, 
You can edit. You can I've been reduce. in this situation six times before. Oh, this fell through. Oh, well, when I was in Canberra, something similar fell through and this is what we did. Well, and like you said, I know how to do everything because you don't have producers when you're doing breakfast in Mildura. Yeah. So I can do all the editing and do all the stuff. And then it's like, I didn't know it at the time because at the time you're like, fuck, I'm in Mildura. I'm in the desert. It's 45 degrees. <laughs> this is sucks. But like it's looking back, yeah, real valuable. Well, I did a podcast with uh, Howie, Mark Howard, Howie yes. James, obviously a goat in the podcast industry. And he said yeah. the same thing about himself getting into the industry. He was a... I think he like worked on the Formula One circuit, like carrying cable, then moved up to producing yep. and all these things. He goes, man, it was the best thing that ever happened because while the whole time I thought I can easily do what these guys are doing, yep. he saw so many people come in early, get the job, not be ready for it, stuff it up and miss the opportunity. So yep. he knew that once he'd got those runs on the board and did it, yep. it was so much better for him in the long run. It really is. It really is. And we, I almost did a show on... And you also never know what's going to fucking happen. Mm. So Craig Bruce, who you you know now, yeah, don't you? yeah. So he was like the head of SCA when I was there, and he had this saying: it was like, you never know when an opportunity is going to appear, but what you can do is just make sure you're ready for it. Like, make sure you're fit. Like, and fit seems weird because you know we're both ex-professional athletes. Yes, but like, be in form at all times because then as this opportunity comes and you go, I'm ready to go. Well, there's a lot of people just doing the bare minimum and then an opportunity comes oh if an opportunity comes up yeah I'll, I'll start trying then yeah and you go well that's not really how it works and then the opportunity comes up and they go cool i'll listen to your show from this morning and they go oh it wasn't that good and you go well you you don't get the promotion then mm. what's well, like um i mean you know a lot of players now with that mid-season draft there's a lot of like second chance what was that ferg from hawthorne yep like, Ferguson, yeah he got dropped played vfl three stayed fit and they go oh, there's a gap on the list and you go well He's killing it. He's ready it. to go. He's, still He's ready to go. Yeah. Um, it's sort of similar to that because a lot of people go, oh, yeah, I'll go to Dubbo for a year and then I'll get my my big break. And they go to Dubbo and just sit on their ass and do fuck all. And then they don't get this chance and they go, oh, but I went to Dubbo for a year. That's what you're supposed to do, right? I'm like, yeah, but you didn't do much. <laughs> you kind of wasted your time. Um, and, yeah, like it's one thing to do the rounds, but you've got to kind of do the rounds and do well, um, which I was, yeah lucky enough to do and now i get to work with you and then we love that how did tony and ryan come about then so you're working radio making your way up was radio still the dream and then you thought oh, i'll just do this podcasting on the side to keep myself ready if an opportunity arises like or yes. did you see a future in it at that stage no not at all so i was doing i left perth uh doing breakfast over there and then i was just doing like the music shift during the day here in melbourne yeah and i'm not like a music guy i'm not that good at like those days i've always been in shows with multiple people and for me it was like Actually, it's literally exactly what I just said now I think about it. If an opportunity comes up for a show and they go, oh, cool, when was the last time you did a show with other people? Because you're just doing the shift by yourself. I'm going, oh, yeah, three years ago in Perth. And they go, well, that was three years ago. Mm. So where's your – so I was like, oh, how good's this? Um, I'll go, yeah, cool, here's – I did this with Tony yesterday. Still fit, you know, still yeah. ready to go. And Tony was an audio producer who was by far the funniest person in the building at KISS in a building full of comedians. Oh, mate, she's the funniest person. Yeah, you she know, was. Yeah, she's I, a I don't know bit. if I told you about this, but when you guys started to come in, I said to the like the, everyone in the office, I was like, mate, we've got a female coming into the building now. Like, please just everyone be on their best behavior. No, like we need to be. <laughs> Tony is the, the biggest f- HR like nightmare you could believe. She is the most disgusting person in this building. She's She's vile. Yeah, we have to tidy She's her up. She's the most beautiful, vile person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> we have to tidy her up so she can hang out with the boys <laughs> in the locker room. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, she scares the shit yeah. out of everyone. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so she's really funny and um, she's like, hey, bosses, like, 
I'm here. Give me a shot. And they're like, nah, um, you're not famous. You're not some skinny bitch with big boobs and blonde hair. Like all the cliches and she was just waiting for a chance. And so I said, look, um, Mo, you, you might have to do the go to Wollongong or Geelong or whatever. Um, so the, all we can do is let's cut you a demo. You know, you and me, Tony and Ryan, we'll jump in the studio, we'll record some stuff. So when an opportunity comes in Geelong or they, they say, hey, there's a Sunday night slot on Kiss in the dead time, we can go, here's the demo. So I was like, cool, I'm getting practice, you're getting practice, we're cutting a demo when the time is right, we'll put it out. Uh, never intending on that. Like it feels actually now I'm saying it out loud like so fucking dumb because we're like, oh, it turns out that was the thing, you know. And so we kind of go, well, if we're going to record the audio, we might as well record the video. And then I'm watching the videos. I'm like, this is pretty funny. Like oh, this, we've, we've, we've already made the video. We might as well, might as well put it on the internet. And it fucking goes off. And then all the comments are like, oh, where's the podcast? And you go, oh, no, nah, just a video. But like after 20 comments going, where's the podcast? You go, like, like who are we to deprive the people? Yeah, <laughs> what they want. Yeah. But you go like, oh, well, but, it, but still we were like, yeah, well, let's get this podcast going and then you never know. And at this time you're still just working at Kiss. Both I'm of at you Kiss. Just, you're producing and she's, produ- she she's audio left engineering. Kiss. I think she's sort of burnt out and got enough because breakfast radio is tough, like yep. getting up early every day. Is, what is, show was she? She was on Jason, Jason PJ. PJ, yeah. Yep. Um, and so she And what left. show were you on? I was after them just doing from nine till three, like just during the day doing the music. Yeah, right. The ad-free 50s and, wow. the, you know, just, oh, that was Bieber coming up 15 minutes, Ed Sheeran tickets on kit, you know, yeah. just that <laughs> real lame shit. Um, so but for me, I was like, it's a job, foot in the door. I mean, i got friends that work in construction. For sure. This is easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, how was your day? Oh, it was really hard. We had all these Ed Sheeran tickets. Yeah. <laughs> was your day hard? Yeah, it was 40 degrees and we were carrying these things up a 10-story building and you go, oh, yeah, nah, I should just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Hey, this is pretty good. Um, but again, I was sort of like, oh, it's not forever, but I mean, worse things could happen. And then it, the podcast sort of starts going all right. And so we're working Monday to Friday at our day jobs. Saturday, we go in and record. Sunday, we edit and then loop back around and we did that every day for a year. And then uh, it goes well, Spotify, Acast, uh, a few others come in and go, hey, do you want to come join the net? You know, producer comes in <laughs> with a checkbook. Um, and, yeah, so we're looking at the how it's going to work out. We decide we're going to go with Spotify. Um, then Kiss is like, well, if you were Spotify – you know, a direct competitor of ARN and Kiss and whatever. They go, you probably can't use the studio. Um, and then we kind of go, fuck. All right, so now we're going to incur some costs, but we're going to earn some money from Spotify. We're doing Patreon. And suddenly it's getting real busy and we just went, oh, I don't know if we can keep doing the... It was sort of costing us money to have the full-time job and similar to the Don't Die Wondering. Like we could have probably kept our jobs and done one episode a week and kept it pretty, you know, like let's just not burn ourselves out. Or we're like, or... Like, if you're onto a, like, how many shows have we been a part of that haven't kind of clicked? Something's clicking. Let like, let's not like, let's see how it goes. We might go all in in two years. We have to go and get our jobs back. Um, but I mean, we'll probably never be in a position like this where there's a bit of vibe and a bit of mm. energy and a bit of 
you know, usually it's me calling Spotify going, hey, could you? And they're like, hang on, we're busy. We'll call you never. <laughs> and I'm like, they're cobbling us. Maybe we should, you know, roll the dice here. And so we've the dice has been rolled <laughs> and we're, we've only been full time for seven months. And seven months? When is it now? No, eight months. Eight months. Yeah. Show so, it every day. Sorry? Every day. Every day. So, and now we're here. Unbelievable. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty sweet story for me, but I reckon it's better for Tony because she got told, at least I was doing my thing. Yeah. She got told no by so many people mm. and for just dumb, like I said, reasons. Like, oh, no, we, usually we get a celebrity. Oh, you know, the cliche, oh, that girl from maths has got a following. We'll give her a show. Who? The audio chick? Nah. Uh, but I'm glad. I mean, her book's just come out. She's killing it. So it's um, how good. And then <laughs> uh, the place we used to work, I think had an offer and you can imagine how Tony told them thanks, I admit, thanks yeah. but no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Politely. I was a bit more diplomatic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. And speaking of now, like just with how big the pot is, I know it's a, you're a very humble man. You won't talk about it. Like how, how many downloads are we talking? Uh, every month, also, it varies a little bit. Uh, last month was about 1.7, 1.8 mil wow. in listens. It's unbelievable. Yeah. For the month. It's Unbelievable. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's just so many. So 25% is Australia and about 25%. Oh, Australia's gone up to about 30%. US, 25%. Then, like, Canada, UK, New Zealand. And, and TikTok, you know, the algorithm finds them and, and does their thing. And even with the adoption stuff we are talking about earlier, a lot of that blew up in, like, middle America because it's, like, you know, heart, heartwarming family, mm. heartland. So I already had, like, a lot of US followers. And then that's just sort of flowed on. So whilst now when we're together and we go out and about, like some people will come and say good day. But before then, like never, ever would anyone come down and be like, oh, hey, man, I listen to your shit. Yeah. <laughs> but now a little bit more and it's weird because it's so spread out. And so we live pretty like like shameless. I feel like in some shameless is like uh, everyone knows them. Yeah. Um, they're killing it and same as life uncut and, and I don't feel like or in like the Abbey Chatfield or whatever I don't see us as like that level because again we just <laughs> live pretty normal lives <laughs> but it's when we start looking at the numbers from overseas and doing some weird stuff and we've had a few in person how did you go when you first started doing in person events yeah I, I does could probably comment on this more than anyone but I like freak the fuck out I just always think no one's going to rock up well we had the same because we were like you see numbers on a screen and you go, yeah, but it's just numbers on a yeah. screen. And then we've done a few events now and you go, oh, someone's driven half an hour. I know, man. It's it's honestly. And so now we've got a bit of confidence of like, oh, like if we say we're going to do something, do you want to come join us? Like people are going to come down. Yeah, mate. The community thing of podcasting and is just, it's the most unbelievable special thing that you just can't. Yeah, It's a money can't buy experience. Like you yep. literally feel a part of someone's life and I still struggle with it now to think that people actually want to come and see us and yep. do things like with the more greens events especially like that sold out in under nine minutes like it really? broke the website like did it was, you know how long Harry Styles sold out in 12 minutes in Melbourne exactly so and how many were you there was only 40 people at the event but it still I'm was not, quite, I'm not, <laughs> quite good how many minutes nine and Harry Styles was 12 yeah <laughs> pretty crazy, hey. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But it's um, you're right. It's pretty special. I think the difference is, and I mean, we're all figure. That's what we, I like about working here. We're all figuring it out. Yeah, in real no time one knows together, what they're doing. Is like, I feel like with you know, in inverted commas, old school media, it's like they're upstairs talking down off the balcony to the people in the laneway. But I think when you go and play golf, like 
Oh, Dill's actually he's actually playing. Um, when we do this movie night, me and Tony were in Brisbane a few weeks ago because uh, we booked out a cinema to watch Harry Potter. Like we're not just there like with our name on the door. Like, we are there dressed up like you and we're sitting there watching the movie next year. Mm. And it was really funny. <laughs> like there's just this strange like uh, we I call it leading from the middle, mm. which is how uh, Tim Doug- Tim Duggan came up with that term. He created you know, Junkie and Punky, the yep. websites, and he was like, no, the website is in the middle of the community. It's not above it talking down. And I feel like similar to people that listen to your podcast, people listen to ours, they don't look at us like we're better than them. We don't act like we're better than them. It's like we're all on the same 100%. wavelength. I think the best compliment like you can ever get is say like you're out for having a few beers or something. Someone comes up to me and we'll be talking. Yeah. And they're like, oh, sorry, man, I listen to the show. I feel like I know you. Yeah. And I'm like that. It's nice, isn't it? Is like, you know, brings a tear to my eye. That's like yeah. the coolest thing someone could ever say to me is like they feel like we're already mates do and you, we've never met. Do you struggle when someone um, – left a comment on your Instagram three years ago about something specific and they come up to you with a pump and go, oh, I'm the guy who said that thing about the cats. And you go, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get a lot more comments than me, so I, oh. that, would be, that would be harder. But oh, I, I mean, you do a lot of podcasts. Like, yeah. Even in this podcast, we've told 10 different stories. Well, that, that's, and, uh, that actually freaks me out when people someone says, something when they say, oh, when you mentioned that last, I, was like, I don't remember even fucking talking about that. Yeah. that that's like, <laughs> like, what did I say? What did I say? Like, that's yeah. freaking me out. Um, it is a great compliment when people are like I know you, but I actually got the we actually got the greatest compliment of of all last week. Um, there's a, a primary school that have two pet rats in the classroom, That's and they've been named Tony and Ryan. That's stunning. And I actually said to Bridget. We're shutting down the podcast. That's pretty You're going to have to go back to work because I am fucking done. Yeah. <laughs> Getting named after two rats. It's fantastic. <laughs> Unbelievable. What's next for you, man? What do you want to get What do you want to get done? Obviously, some big things coming up with the, the family, well, our, pod space, business. Our, yeah, uh, child is due real soon. Yeah. So where part of the reason of hiring Cam was I was like, cool, how little can I do? Yeah. <laughs> how much can I outsource, even if it's for a few months or whatever? Yeah. Um, so that's obviously a big one. We just, we moved house into our like forever house a few months ago. So we're still like random side topic ordering nesting. furniture. Oh, what do you say? I thought you were talking about nesting. What's nesting? Have you heard of this nesting concept with pregnant uh, wives? What's that mean? Partners. It's like towards the end they are actually like birds, and they like <laughs> they're making nests. Like they're like Juz is just at the moment like. Getting new furniture and oh, making the yeah. room, like, you know, making the baby room, doing all these things. We it's are actually nesting. a thing. Like, it's a full on thing. If I leave anything on that, she's like, get the fucking, like, clean the, the everything has to be the clean. The kids' room is looking beautiful. The kid yeah. has more stuff than I do. Yeah. Uh, the kids' room is looking beautiful. nesting, man, it's actually nah, a thing. Like, like, just brings that, in yeah. fucking, like, twigs from outside and it's like, it's like a. Nah, I had to ban sticks years ago. So, Bridge always just. Not like, No, she no. had actual sticks, oh, though. I was actually very She had, like, smudge sticks or, like, these cool, like, decorative thing. And I was like, no, we moved out. She was nest. Fucking sticks nesting. are out. Yeah. No more sticks. No <laughs> nesting. <laughs> the sticks, no. We got a fireplace. The only time a stick comes in, in is in to the go in the fireplace yeah, okay. so I can get the fuck back out. Yeah. Um, no, that's definitely on. The house look good. But I assumed that you like 
go to the furniture shop and go, oh, that's a nice couch. We'll take that. And they go, yeah, no. cool. We'll deliver it tomorrow. 18 weeks. It's fucking good. Yeah, we man. That's an adult thing, so man. That's an adulting, bro. And yeah, so I'm like, oh, we've got a kid moving in. I know we're a bit early setting up. And they're like, oh, cool. That'll be delivered when they're seven. And yeah. Like, Fuck <laughs> they don't me need it then. Up. They yeah. don't need yeah. it. Yeah, all right. But it's so crazy. We so, ordered a cot. It's like coming like next year. It's like, I think it don't, won't even be yeah, like. You won't need it. You won't need you it won't anymore. Need it. Um, so there's that. And I think with the, the pod, our like, business goal mm. is to just do it for as long as possible and we don't have the the want or need to like expand or grow we don't really want to because we've worked with some like dickheads yes right? and then i go like obviously the crew like i say our crew but like your crew and the people here are, are really nice but we often joke about hr stuff but then you go we well, go to a certain point you go do we need to hire an accountant do yeah. we need a HR guy? And then you go, oh, that other person we hired, they're going on holiday, so we got to train this other person. And I go, oh, well, me and Tony have the skills to do it all ourselves. And we kind of go, well, how small can we keep it? Yeah. Because I don't want to deal with HR investors or like we're like, how simple can we keep it and how long can we do it for? And maybe that's a, a thing of being scared to get too big and then you're like, fuck, we've grown too fast and we're going to have to cut. Like we're like, let's just keep it small and enjoy ourselves. We can take it sometimes as well. And I've, I know this from probably being the opposite of like mm. wanting to grow stuff and get get, get bigger, not bigger yep. in the sense of a revenue point of view, but just grow out and build new shows. Yep. It can really, you know, there's that part that I'm learning in business where it's like at the start, it's a very profitable um, thing when you're doing it by yourself. Yep. Then you go through a stage where you're trying to build a business and it gets very not profitable because yep. everything you're doing, you're like putting back into the business and yep. you're getting new people and it's fucking quite hard again. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully you get through that stage where, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping to get through yeah. that stage where it goes <laughs> yeah. to the start, like yeah. really hoping. Yeah. And then it gets to the part where it's a business and you can get back to having fun again. But I think for me, I enjoy that side of it. And yep. I think for me, I really love it. But I also really respect the way you guys do it. In fact, mm -hmm. you're like, we just want to get really, really good at what we do, not have to really worry about, you know, coaching other people around us. And Yeah. Well, I think the – we've seen a lot of – this industry, a lot of people come and go, hmm. and these guys. Do you know Colin and Samir? Have I tried to recommend no. them? To you? They're these US guys who kind of cover the creator economy, right? And they said the average career span of a creator YouTuber professionally is two and a half years. Really? Because, I mean, it sounds like I'm having a crack at people that came off The Bachelor, but you know, you come off this hot show, you do a pod, you start some YouTube, and then you know. If it doesn't work. It's sort of, well, yeah. maybe it just plateaus. It's not that a bombed. It just, yeah, plateaus maybe is the right word. And then, Or they, they get too excited and try to do too much. And then you go, oh, well, you didn't have enough time to do the podcast because you are doing that video thing. But the reason your videos aren't good is because you were writing that book. And, yeah. of course, the book wasn't quite as good as you could have been because you were doing that other thing. And so we were like, oh. And then a year later, it's all gone. Yeah. And then you go, well, let's just really nail the podcast. And then when we've really nailed that, maybe – we'll do a longer form YouTube video and we'll really get good at that before we worry too much about other stuff. So it's sort of just trying to take it real slow and do it do it right. Yeah. I don't know. No, my history, not But history I, may show that's like dumb and no, you've got to strike all the lines hot. To but be honest, it's it's incredibly smart. I feel like I'm probably the opposite of that. Um, I wasn't on The Bachelor. Let's but, start a golf channel. But I just do way too much. <laughs> and like I just, I just love like doing stuff. Yeah. But I also know that... You've got 100% of time, right? Mm. Um, and if you're doing 10 things, they're going to be at 10% yep. each. So it's like, what can you do? And then it, that's where it comes into like, who can you bring in to support different yeah. things? And you get those percentages back up. So yep. for me, like last year, I just did 
so much stuff. I did the pod, I did list cloggers, I did more grants, I did yep. AFL stuff, did all this shit. And I was like, by the end of it, I was fucked. And yep. probably everything was not being at the best it should have been. Yeah. So this year I've definitely come back and been like, no, I want to do the business. I want to do Dylan Friends, list cloggers. Yep. Do my goal stuff, but besides that, that's it. Yeah, and that's where my energy is going this year. Yeah, so AFL stuff's out. Uh, I actually will be doing a little bit of AFL <laughs> stuff as well, but it's less. Um, instead of being weekly, it's actually recorded like monthly. Oh, so okay. it's like one day a month. Go bank it. Yeah. What are you What are you doing? Uh, it's just a show I do with um, the AFL. It's similar to just like ten minute sort of chats with people in the oh, okay, system. Yeah. yeah. It's good cash, those ones, aren't they? Oh, I do it for the love of the game. Yeah, love of the game. But it's <laughs> what's hard, right? Is you go. When I was in Mildura earning 41 grand and someone had, oh, can you come and interview a couple of blokes for $10,000 for the afternoon? You go, let's go to America for a month. <laughs> let's buy a new car. This is the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. And I like try to never forget that feeling. Yeah. So then like you get some random brand things or the AFL goes, oh, we've teamed up with Jacobs Creek and Toyota. Can you come and drive a car? And I probably won't combine driving and drinking wine, but you know no. what I mean. Yep. <laughs> so, and then you go, oh, Am I an asshole for saying no to this? Because three years ago, me would have given their literal left nut for this. And then you feel like, yeah, what if it dries up later and I was the idiot that turned it down? Yeah, but you've got to also be, what is that like taking away from your life as well? Yeah. And I think like at the moment we've sort of chatted about this, not into a, a lot, but with, you know, having young families, that's why I'm sort of this year just really saying no to a lot of things. Not because yeah. I don't want to do them, but it's like I want to be present yeah. at home as much as I can. And what do you like at home? Like you saw always I'm, sort of on your phone, like working. And uh, like, I, I get stumped. Sometimes yeah, I, I go home, but I just keep working. It's a big thing that I'm always trying to, and it's hard because Jazz works with us as well. Yeah. So she's here. So it's very easy to carry on a conversation and we're both yeah. guilty of that. It's like eight o'clock laying in bed. She goes, oh, you know about that email? I'm like, no, no, we can't do that now. Yeah. Um, I'm trying it on and you are talking about finance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's oh, no, it's that email? Not now. Not now. Not now. Not now. Not now. <laughs> no, but yeah, I'm learning. And I, but I feel like that's going to be thrust upon us where we're not going to have the option to work because there's going to be a child that we're... Exactly. So do you know the gender yet? I do. But you haven't told anyone, have no. you? Did I kind of fuck that up for you? No. Do you remember what happened? I think you did, but I don't think I told you. You think I did and I didn't. I think you did. I don't think I did. So maybe I, I think did. my wife is in the office and there's a lot of people around. Yeah. And um, yeah, you did say so. I don't. I wasn't there. Yeah. But and Bridget goes, oh, to your your partner, are you telling people what you're having? And she goes, no. And I went, oh, does Dill know that? <laughs> I feel like and every then you single. You walked in like a minute later. I feel like every single person knows what we're having, and yeah, I've fucked it for sure. But yeah. um, yep. Hopefully we release this later because I don't want Jazz to know that. She just mainly doesn't want to tell her family. Um, <laughs> okay. So hopefully not. Well, listening. we're having a girl. Oh, it's exciting. Yep, daughter McDaughter faces on the way. Yeah. Um, how are you going with names? And I won't like be Dick and Pry, but like, do you is, reckon you're close? Uh, we've got two. Two names. Mm. Yeah, it's been it's it's a funny one. We sort of had this name, we're like hundred percent on it. Yeah. And then like just as it's getting closer, we're like, oh, I don't know. So in December, we were locked and loaded. Done. Yeah. And now we've got now we've we've gotten over it. We've moved on. Yeah, I know. And so now we've got three. That original one's one of the three, but it's not the leader. It's probably yeah. third. So I feel like that's where we're sort of at now. Yeah. But it's I hard, think eh? it's still there, but we just want to make sure it Do all you looks... call the child that name when you're talking amongst yourselves? Yeah. And then do you find it hard to not blurt that name out when people are around? No. I've, I'm well trained now. Okay. I think so I with, fucked it up a bit with Bridge, I'll never say in the baby's room. I'll yeah. say in 
Yeah. But, but then people come over and go, oh, and so this is <laughs> the baby's room. And they go, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, um, <laughs> I just, I, I don't, I just don't bring it up anymore because I'll yeah, say yes, something. Yeah, you are. I'm terrible. You I'm are terrible. terrible at lying. Yeah, you are. Um, that's exciting, man. Thank you. I'm excited for us and uh, yep. you're going to be a great dad. You reckon? Yeah. You will. Do you want to come around? We can have like. I think we will time. have to. Yeah. Do you know what? It's weird. Because I that. live near your dad. You, your dad's moved now. Has he? Yeah. Yeah. Where's, he's moved. Oh, he's, that's a shame. he's around me now. But um, we have like a whole dad thing. We'll get your dad over. We'll get yeah. my dad and be dads. Yeah. Yeah. My my dad, my birth father, grandfather, birth grandfather. I've got about seven on the go now. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Although my mate Tom's beaten me. He's got four dads. So his mum and dad broke up, then his dad married another bloke, and then they've got some other guy on the go. And then the the mum married a new one as well. So I called him. That's I said, a podcast in itself. Yeah, so I called him. I was like, I found my birth father, and he's like, you still never have as many dads as I do. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, thank you so much. It's been real. It's been good. It's been real good. I really how appreciate it. How long have you gone? Oh, fucking Probably hell. two hours nearly. Nah, hour and a half. Yeah, that's perfect. That's good. I loved it. I was only invoicing for an hour, so Did, I have to oh, put no, it in That's why further. I'm trying to wrap it up. <laughs> Did we miss anything? Nah. Oh, you know where I work. We can we can do it again. We can, we can catch up. Mate, we, thank when you. should we book in uh, dad chat? Well, that's a one. I think we have to have another chat when. Okay, but like, the, how old will the kid? Like, is that like a th- in three months or is that like? In I a think year? we want to get through. You know that stage that I'm fully aware of is like when everyone goes, "Oh, this is gonna you know, nah, they're sleeping so well." I know there's going to be a time where that doesn't happen. Mm. So I think we'll get through that stage. Yep. And then get to the, the stage regroup. where it's like, okay, things are changing. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Sweet. Nearly. Thanks for listening to another Producey podcast. If you enjoyed the show, that'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share with one of your friends, or you could do them all. If you want to get in touch to share feedback, suggest a guest, or advertise with one of our podcasts, then email hello at producey.com. Thanks for tuning in. IllyXX. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad break string play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play, exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Geez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy, available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO, now also available on Hubble.